Charmed and Bubbly. Here we are for episode 13. I feel like I should be episode 14. But uh, recapping the Charmed episode, Animal Pragmatism, Pragmatism, can't read, which (laughs) aired in the U.S. on February 10th, 2000, right before Valentine's Day. Synopsis. Phoebe attempts to reverse the spell that turned animals into good-looking dates for her study group, creating a virtual zoo at the club. I didn't like any of the synopsis, and so this one won beyond all the other awful ones. So. I didn't like this episode <laughs> at all. Okay, I, okay. I want you to start you just want because. Me to start? Yes, because I've got. I have to compartmentalize my thoughts because they're they will be have, so all over. The, the thing place. about this episode, there's very different things in it. So I guess it's a matter of what we're going to start with because I feel like this episode has very segmented parts that have nothing to do with the other part. Agreed. So. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start with the way they're portraying women in this episode. So we're gonna talk about the study group yes. or the spell with the study. That whole um, thing. Um, the whole thing. The okay. study group. For those who haven't seen it, basically the study group finds a spell in a book to create men. Well, create men out of animals, right? Mm-hmm. And so during the st- during talking to Phoebe, who she obviously has the powers, rereads it the right way it should be, and they record her. So here we are. So my issue. (laughs) So we have these three women who are being portrayed as they cannot survive without a man, and that the only way they can ever have a good day is if they create these men. Um, And it also portrays that, that that's, the theme is love, but it's also very much like, even the synopsis I was reading, which is why I was getting annoyed, they call him lonely, fine, okay, but then they're calling him depressed. Lonely and depressed women who want to create a man, which is pretty much how this episode reads, I would say, but I don't think they were depressed, but again, that's what I'm reading online, and that's how the episode reads. So I have a lot of issues (laughs) with the whole thing of that women, it really does play the narrative that women need a man, that they can't be whole without a man, is how I feel. From Is that where you're feeling for this too, or are you going in a different direction? I see somewhat agreement, but somewhat different. Yes, so you've got me. You've got me pegged. Um, Okay, so the the scene where they're sitting in school, and they have the spell book open, and, you know, they're looking for this love spell. Did I like that part? No. Did I see what they were trying to do, you know, forcing these three girls who obviously were lonely and, you know, they wanted to go have some fun on Valentine's Day or they were seeking companionship on Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. And I think it talks to that narrative of like, you know, when uh, women are lonely, what to what ends they would go to have somebody. But then when they're doing the spell, Mm -hmm. I took issue with they found a pig. For a man. Right. Men are pigs. Right. Men, uh, he's a snake. Yeah. They picked a snake, so the the charming, snaky guy. Yeah. And then they took a bunny. Yeah. For their procreation ability. Okay. And so then we fast forward. These men are transformed. They come out with this, like, S&M type collar. (laughs) Right? So then there's, like, so here now they are set up for the use of these women. Yeah. So there's this counter narrative there that I didn't like. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then when we see the men with the women, so they come out like this, like, you know, male animalistic 
form where it's just like man and junk. Right. <laughs> so like, man and it is. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Man and junk. Right? Yeah, like reveal. <laughs> right. And they're looking, the women are looking at these men like animals in their human form. True. Disgusting. Mm-hmm. Really brought down women again. It did. Okay. And then really objectified men at that point in the most boorish way. No play on words intended there, but... Yes, I agree. Okay, and then we have where the girl that hooks up with the bunny, he's Uh like another satisfied Uh, customer. I gag in that moment, yes. Crude. We have the, the pig man who's just this glutton, okay? And then we've got the snaky guy who's already, already... Oh, yeah. Well, the snake's the one that's instigating all of it. All of it, right, from the very beginning. And so then all of a sudden the women become victims. Yep. Instantly. Yep. Yep. They do. What the heck was that about? I know. They become... So they create them and then they automatically create them as victims. And then... Yeah. Yes. The entire episode, though, these women are victims Victims. to the men that they've attracted or... In created. essence, created. Yes. yes. Exactly. I hated the, I mean, I, this episode was horrible. I know. And I find it interesting, too, that when they, oh, you brought a pig. And she's like, no, they're one of the most intelligent creatures. But then they don't make the pig the intelligent creature. They make him this, like, bored. Like, exactly. Yeah. So that's an interesting thing that they're like, oh, yeah, it's the most intelligent. But then they make him into this, like, stereotypical, like, slang way. He sees kind of guy. He sees hot dogs. Yeah. And he's like, that's my kin. he eats everything, and he has crumbs all over his chest hair. And I, literally, the morning scene, I gag, because, like, oh, we've all just had sex. It's so gross to me that they're all just like, oh, we've all just had sex, and now we're gonna go eat all the food, and I'm gonna have crumbs all over. It's so gross. (laughs) The whole thing is disgusting. I feel like gagging so badly, and all those scenes is, So I think that the writers did something terrible because they took like these stereotypes of men and women and put them in the most just disgusting and all of a sudden in in this you know in this like small dorm you have like this i mean just the most disgusting display of people just it's mindless it's just for Uh physical yeah when they're walking through the hallway and all the women honestly I feel like if people saw a bunch of naked men walking through the hall, we'd all be like more like, what the hell? Like, I don't think anyone would look at him like, oh, look at that. I don't think that, I just don't see that being the way it would be. I think everyone would be shocked and be like, what the heck is going on right now? Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's gross. And then like, as this kind of continues throughout the episode where they like struggle between their animal form and yeah. their human form, it, it just becomes so much more disconnected. And then these women, again, like, you know, these perpetual victims where, you know, they don't seek help. They don't, you know, yeah. uh, they don't communicate. Even if they didn't want to say the whole story, these are human men that are attacking yes. and, you know, victimizing women. And they're, I'm not going to, you know, there's there's no uh, outlet. We're just subjective to this kind of Oh, it's behavior. almost like they felt guilty because they created him. So they felt like they had to take it almost because they're the ones that brought That's how it reads, is that... To me, anyway, is that they feel like since they created this man, that it's their fault, and that that's why they're taking the attack. But then this like continued isolation, you know, of, of them in their plight, it's it's really just like disturbing. But then, you know, as the men are struggling with this 
animal instinct, right? This is what I think it was really speaking to is that, you know, the, the man who's a pig on the inside and the man who's a snake on the inside and the man who's, you know, the, the uh, frisky bunny, bad bunny. Bad bunny, 100%. (laughs) I I don't really see bunnies that way ever. I've never seen. I've never seen an evil bunny. (laughs) Right. Right. Who's like, who's like a a minion to the snake. I always wonder why they, obviously they needed two of them to be evil and so they picked the bunny and the snake but like bunny really a, who really believes a rabbit is gonna be like that i don't it's weird anyway it's aside, aside. Bizarre. <laughs> uh, the whole thing but as they're like struggling with this thing you know it's not clear to me where the rational thought would stem from because they were i mean they had their animal brain right yeah, yeah. right okay so um, like this, the secret master plan to stay human as, I mean, they were still linked to their animal. It just didn't make sense. And maybe I'm going a little too deep into the woods to try to like analyze for, this. For season two? Yeah. But um, it's... In early 2000s? It was, I didn't like the episode. I didn't like this storyline at all. No. Um, I realized that they needed a backstory to show Phoebe establishing a connection with a guy who I thought he was... It was weird. Like, I didn't like that. You don't see him again. It, oh, I'm glad. You know, <laughs> like the whole staring at her in the class. Yeah. And then he's like, I'm not into well, you, but also, I'm into you, but I'm not. Yeah, he's staring at her in class. And then when she's like, oh, come. And he's like, why? I'm like, I don't feel like that's a really realistic reaction to yeah. a guy. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like if he's staring at her in class, he'd be like, oh, like, are you going? Like, I feel like that was not a realistic comment back to that. And then he goes to P3. And like, he's acting like he's into her, but. Yeah, like he asks for her, whereas. It's just, yeah, I don't know. I don't feel a connection. The whole thing with him is strange. Yeah, the class, the and then he sees him, and she sees him in the dorm, and it's all like he's still but just there, there. It is again, though, the exact same like relationship, if you will, between the conjurers, the human conjurers, and the yeah. animal is the same thing that we see with Phoebe and this guy because she's so over eager. Yeah, she's she gushing and like. And why is she gushing? Like, exactly. There's no reason to gush. He looked at her in class. Right. They had no conversation. Exactly. They literally just were like, hey, come to this party. Why? I'm going to be there. Cool. So, I think that was the life she gushing it. over him. So then there's an over-eagerness once yeah. again that we see. That she's like, oh my God, male attention. Yeah. And she's just all up in arms, like thrilled for him. And it's gross. And I get the push of Valentine's Day. Like, you always see, you know, the Mm -hmm. couple's going out on Valentine's Day. But I'm like, I don't feel like it was always to this extent of like, oh my god, we have to have someone to go out with on Valentine's Day. Like, I never felt that. I don't know. Like, in I remember in college, um, some of my friends had people, you know, they were dating. And then my friend and I did it. And we're like, hey, let's go on dinner together. Like, I just don't, I don't remember ever feeling this craze to have to be with another person on Valentine's Day, like a significant other or like romantic partner or sexual, whatever. I just felt, never really felt that extremeness from anyone around me. Nor I, nor I. And I mean, being the hopeless, like romantic that I am, I would always look at those, you know, Valentine's Day is, uh, you know, like the sign for something bigger and better, right? Like why settle for an in-betweener yeah. <laughs> if like that's and that that's the thing. Like I always feel like I don't think anyone was like, I need to be with someone just in between for Valentine's Day. I don't think that's ever been a thing. Like, I need to have a sexual partner so badly, I'm going to change up 
animal into a man on Valentine's Day. Like, right. I don't feel it's a real reality. No, I know that's like a whole other level of like female thirst that I think is really miscommunicated. And yeah. that was such like a thing back then. And I don't, I think it goes with the two early, I, this is 2000, right? Beginning yeah. of 2000. I feel like it goes with how women, I don't know. It's like just, this it turn to like sexual liberation, yeah. right? Like women all of a sudden weren't going to be passive sexually. And so this like very, this like the way that the, that society, the media turned like this assertion of women that they're just not going to be objectified. Now, right. now they're almost predatory. And it's like, why can't we just have yeah, a girl? It's like, well, it's almost like the writers are like, how do we portray that women are now like, <laughs> like want sex? Oh, let's make them like this. Like, oh, but it's not realistic. That does, that's not actually real. But then also I think they, you know, they failed because then they have like these men that are just like this callous, like, okay, I'm just gonna, you know, maybe there are men like that. I don't know. I'm fortunate to not know, but maybe, you know, there are men like that that are just like, okay. You know, the whole intent is for this 15 minutes of glory and then I'm out. (laughs) I have no idea. But if that's the case, then there are men out there that don't think like that. And so... Yeah, I know. I have... I don't love this... Like, we'll get to the parts I like about this episode, but I definitely do not enjoy any piece of that part of it. So every time I see this episode, I'm like, oh, it's this one again. Okay. But... There's scenes in this that are very important to the series. Okay. Well, I'm just... Okay, before we get there, I am going to address just the Prue without a job piece because... I couldn't do it. Yeah, and I feel like that is you as well. But it's interesting because that was really realistic, though, I thought, was then the people that need the constant, constant, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I don't know how to be because especially if it's like the job, this, that, that, and all of a sudden it's... I don't, I don't, I, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Like, in, in all truth, like that was probably the most clear example of Jackie on TV. Honestly, <laughs> like if I don't know what I would do without chaos. And I think I always have like, chaos I do. And I always think I backfill on chaos, right? Like just in case there might be a lull this weekend and yeah. I could just chill. No, I'm going to go ahead and make some, you know, Uh, cursory plans just so I don't have to feel like there's a lack of chaos in my life and so yeah I do something like that too I don't thrive on insanity I don't like stillness like I don't like when it's just still I have to have something and I do a lot I backfill plans a lot too because I'm just like I don't want to just be sitting in my house by myself like I mean yeah like I struggle enough like I feel bad for truffle sometimes because I'm like I want to just spend time with truffle but then I feel like and even him I'm like okay let's go to this festival let's go here let's go here because I'm like I need to get out and do stuff and that so yeah I I, I, so I do I go to a lot of festivals so I feel like the Prue thing is probably is so realistic like they pegged that one oh my gosh oh my gosh her character exactly how she'd react in that moment like that was a very well like written part of that. And of course, like Shannon played it very well, like just trying to figure out to fit in in the world. I don't know if I've ever really been on like a vacation where I didn't like work on vacation or I've like, you know, I've left a job on a Friday and started on a Monday because like, I just can't that like lag in between yeah. scares me, you know? And so like summer break is coming and the kids are like, I want to go here. I want to do that. I want to go. Do-. I think the only time that I really somewhat disconnected was like our beach day, but still I was like, I need service. I need to get on my phone. I got to check You're this. Okay on the beach day. <laughs> I was still like, it was crazy. Cause I was like, I was here, but I wasn't there, but I was here. I can nuts. disconnect like on a vacation. I can kind of like when I was in London, I totally like pulled back from real life. But the problem with that is when I go back into real life, I have a really hard time readjusting. 
So, like, I can be without a job, but I will fill it with fun stuff. That's the thing. I'm really good with filling it with fun stuff. I don't technically need the job to keep me busy. I see. No, I, I need, like, tasks. Oh, if I didn't have a job, I'd 100% be filled the entire time. Really? Because I can, I can fill it with everything. Oh, yeah. but it's I'm like... quite talented at filling my time. I need tasks. I need to be able to do yeah, something. I and I need really to need learn. Tasks. Like, I needed, like, like when I was a stay-at-home mom, I still needed to, like, learn something. And I needed, like, due dates and deadlines and your oh, paper is due no, or you had to learn me. this or you're going to have an exam. That's not me. Yeah, Which I is why, it. though, I then have a really difficult time when I fall back, when I have to go back into it. I'm like, oh, crap, I have to, like, commit to deadlines <laughs> that aren't my own. Oh, this is going to be hard. So Strange. I have a really hard transition. A lot of times, even just, like, Mondays, I have a hard transition because on the weekends, I allow myself to not have any deadlines to do that. And so on Mondays, I have a hard transition on Mondays. It takes me a whole day to get back to having to adhere to someone else's deadlines and tasks and everything. Treacherous. Mondays, I think we both have different reasons, but Mondays are Uh, Mondays. Okay. All right. So now we're going to go to the, to the triangle. It has to be, there's a lot to be said about this triangle situation going on right now. Go ahead. (laughs) Go ahead. Start. start? Because I just, okay. I just, okay. Let's start with when okay so piper finds the flowers that leo has left on the bar for her right that's very good turning my chair go ahead ahead. okay so okay so she finds the flowers right and he's left them for her which is really sweet and they're you can tell they're like the understated flowers because he doesn't have any money like they played that up really much Mm -hmm. on the flowers Mm -hmm. but obviously sometimes the little things mean so much more right Mm -hmm. exactly so there's that and then we have them talking and it's a very intimate conversation it's not like a conversation you would have with just your bartender it's a very intimate conversation that they're having in this moment that dan then walks in on yes (laughs) so the thing is with dan is yes he's very jealous and yes you definitely hated him last episode but that moment right there i think anyone walking into that would be like there's something there There is something right in front of my eyes. And the fact that she didn't tell him. I mean, granted, the last episode they're saying, oh, Dan hasn't called. So granted, who knows how much time Mm -hmm. she had to tell him. But Mm -hmm. the thing is, is that he's walking in. And there's a reason she's not going to tell him because she knows what happened. He knows what's happened, right? So, but here he is walking into this conversation, which is not just two front like it's obviously not and then so he's walking into that and to someone he doesn't even know is back there's a lot there so then he's coming into that and he then of course attacks her Mm -hmm. in the moment yes full-on attacks her in the moment correct i think one of the interesting things he said which i wrote down is that you're different we're different how do you want me to deal with that i i appreciated that truth Yes. I really did appreciate that truth. Yeah, and it's true. I mean, he is very much asking the question that needed to be asked. Like, he's like, I literally see you acting different when he's around. You are different to me when he's around. What do we do with that? But. Yes. Do you not see Piper really setting the stage there with his jealousy being the catalyst? Because I don't see... I, I see Peep, Piper very much... Peeper Piper? Peeper Piper <laughs> being very deliberate in avoiding Leo when uh, Dan is there. I agree. And I think that he is looking for something, honestly. Yeah. Because he started this. He started this contentious. And when she said to him that, you know, they're just friends and he has to accept the baggage of her life. yes. I thought that was very eye-opening to his honesty about what it is. You know, he's not realizing that he's kind of put that chip on his own shoulder because... She's not done anything she outwardly she's not done to anything. suggest that, yeah, that, that she's walking true. the line. True, but 
I don't like what he's done to her. There is nothing outwardly said, but... His jealousy feeding this. I don't think his jealousy is unfounded. I think there's obvious signs in front of him. And he is addressing the signs. Yes. No. Okay, besides the coma. Oh my God. Can we just talk about walking into them talking at the bar? Okay. You don't, you don't think okay. you'd feel like there's something there? I'm going to tell you about the bar scene, how I took it. Okay. Okay. Just... Nice, understated bundle of flowers. <laughs> and he's talking from his heart. And she's, she is a bit standoffish she is. still. Yes. Okay. So if I was a guy and I see my girlfriend talking to somebody that I've labeled as an enemy. Okay. Yep. But if I'm looking at her for who she is and what she's doing... Her body language says very much. She's not leaning over. She's not in trance. In fact, she's really purposely trying to be dismissive to Leo, despite how nice he is. Then he doesn't even realize, notice the flowers. Did you notice that he puts his big, huge, obnoxious arrangement over his? Yes, I do notice that. And yes, he does not notice the flowers. And so then, you know, he notices Leo while she is in his arms. It's true. And then he says, is there something you want to tell me? Well, obviously, Leo is not weighing on her mind. Here's Dan. She's holding yeah. him. Okay. okay. I'll give you that. So, yes. again, like, all of these things tell me that if you're looking for who the antagonist is in this perceived triangle, it's perce- we know what's going on between the girls. True. But he doesn't know that. It's perceived through his jealousy. And maybe he, I'm seeing too much because I know what is actually happening. Yeah. He, he, I think, is the problem here. And I think to speak into a larger context, I think we see this a lot in relationships where, like, you know, male or female, if there's a hint of jealousy, they really change the culture of the relationship. Oh, yeah. Because of that cheapening, lack of the benefit of the doubt kind of consideration where just because somebody has an interest in you doesn't necessarily mean it's reciprocated, but all of your good intention Mm -hmm. to still be civil, but still protect your heart and your relationship goes criticized and unwarranted because of somebody else's jealousy, turning the tables and making it sound like you're an antagonist or somebody who's seeking that. Because I guess in that scene, it's true. I do have more insight going into it. So I guess without seeing that... It's different. If it was him going in and she is being dismissive to him in that moment. Because yeah. she's like, it's more like, uh-oh, like, I don't know what to do in this moment. That's the reaction it is. Like, I, this, I, do what do I do? <laughs> it's really the reaction she's having in that moment is like, I'm just going to stand here. <laughs> and then I think that's reinforced, too, with the, the scene where he, you know, has the trail of flowers. and. Oh, I think that scene, I think his jealousy is really unfounded there. Because Over the top. as she's like, did you read the card? It says friend it literally says i mean you can't it literally letters on the card says friend and she's like and that's a friend that's what it is like the card says friends did you read it like it's a friend card and it's a friendship that i'm not interested in ending but it's a friend so which again to me it shows another layer to dan that he's not receptive like to like no she could have gotten she could have been a player and she could have gotten yeah, or she could or, have i can't let go of my feelings the card or, that she yes. saw originally and said that's a card yes which, yes. yes she sees that's totally thing, right she sees other cards that if she mm-hmm. was going full into with leo yeah she would have got him but she got him the friend card and so that moment. that should denote the authenticity that we see in yes piper where she's really committed yeah. to this idea of Dan. She really is. 
Mm-hmm. Even she though she co- feels the struggle for Leo. She is committed to Danny. Yes. She does feel the feel. Correct. The feelings are still there and she knows they're, she knows they're still there, but she is being committed to him and like, I'm going to see this relationship. Through. Correct. And yes. so again, I feel like Dan is the aggressor I get, in this one. I don't get as annoyed with him in the scene at the bar because I do think... Again, I guess it's my empathetic nature to be like, again, a lot to, like, you don't know he's there, da, da, da. But that scene, when she comes in with the card, I think he's really aggressive, and he, she did not deserve any of that end moment. No, but I don't, I don't think any of this, like, this Leo jealousy, it's not because of her acting poorly. No, she's and not I, acting not poorly. Not at all. I do think there, there always is that little intuition that he definitely has. So I think that does play into it a little bit, but I don't think her actions, no, should not be deserving of... His behavior. So let's talk about the intuition. Yeah. I think it's something else. I don't think it's intuition. You don't think, what do you, what, I'd you call just it, think it's plain like jealousy I call, and... I call uh, it insecurity. Insecure. I do think so too. Yeah. I don't think that he sees But I think insecurity and intuition can play into each other you as know, well. Perhaps. Mm-hmm. Perhaps. I think his for his insecurity is the fact... That, why is Leo a handyman and Dan is a handyman? And why would she call Leo to do handyman work instead of a yeah. contractor. Oh, yeah. You know, I think that they really, like, yeah. I think it's True. not, it, it's not right the way that they're pitting these two men against each other. And then, you know, for Leo to be this like white light or protector of her and then to come and say something like, I'm going to throw down and fight for you and fight for this love. Okay. Behind Dan's back again, mm-hmm. like this really just shows this it's a very conflicted narrative i don't like it i don't like where the storyline is going because it's meant to make dan bad it is i don't like it it is meant to it is meant to make because i took the bait last episode and i was like disgusted (laughs) by him and then his reaction this episode the same interesting the same yeah and i think i think you're right it's just like i said last episode like they want you i mean granted we always hated jack but like they wanted the audience to hate jack Mm -hmm. so they made the audience hate jack and so now they're making the audience not like dan yes and so and what they're doing that is glorifying leo and that's not cool and the thing is is that the card okay so the card moment when she goes back to get her purse and the card and it's the card that obviously she's seen but like that's a whole lot of stuff because it's Leo. Yes, he said he's going to fight for her, but like that's a full on play right there. Mm-hmm. Like that is, that's not respecting her. I mean, in the end, like, yes, he's saying his feelings, but he's not respecting anything that she has said to him with that either. Which is not Leo's character. Yeah. He, he stepped away. Right. Right. And now they have him as this like, you know, well, now passive... that he's moral, they're like, he's become this passive aggressive man as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it's not, again, like he sees her hugging him. He notices her dismissiveness, but yet all of a sudden he's not, it's not the gentleman in him that we see the one who really cares about her and her well-being and her, everything he promised mm-hmm. to respect and love of her. Now they're trying to villainize him in some way as being this, you know, aggressor that that's my woman and I'm going to do. I don't like it. I don't like this whole storyline has gotten to be so distasteful. And I think just I don't like it at all. But some merit to Dan talks about his jealousy. He, he did. He did acknowledge. Yes. I mean, I think it's funny where he's like, I'm I'm a jealous person and you're not going to be able to change me. You can work with me. You're not going to be able to change me. I think that was 
I, I appreciated the honesty. In that I think moment. a lot of men are like that. I think so too. Mm-hmm. I did appreciate that he was able to see it for what it was. Correct. And Same. Express what he's feeling. Yes. I did give him major kudos for that, for sure. Same. And that's something I've always given Dan's character major kudos for. Is he's in the end, yes, he does some awful like things in between, but he's always been very like forthcoming in his thoughts and very self-reflective and being able to say things. I like it. I agree completely. Uh, the bar scene where he attacks her for her life. Yes. Another extreme. Oh my God. When she was like, that scene feels really real to me. Like, I feel like that's an actual fight that could very much happen between a man controlling man and a woman. Like this happens, this happens, this happens. And you're just like, and then she's like, I was just going to say this, like, chill out, yeah. go sit over there, it'll be fine, you'll be okay. Like, that's that's kind of the scene. I didn't like it for Dan. I don't know. I don't know. For me, for a guy who's, like, um, you know, respectful of a very busy businesswoman, one that's, like, you know, just recovered from... I know. She just, she almost died last week. Right? You know, I mean, all these things. And all of a sudden he's like, oh, it's this life or death. Oh, Sisters. No. That, I mean, it, to be so callous, right? I don't know. Maybe it's a little bit of, of Piper, maybe not letting him in fully. Yeah. And I, I do think that. a lot of it is that too, right? Because there is, that's the thing. It's like, you can't totally say it because he does. In the speaking of the intuition, he knows something's off. He knows there's something. There's just, there's a lot that he feels is just not connecting. So that's going to make anyone feel crazy. I think crazy is the best. I think that's what it is. Yes. It's making him crazy. Yes, there's a lot of crazy. And I think it'd make anyone crazy. I think lack of communication makes anyone crazy. But that, to me, says it all. This relationship is not serving him. No, it's not at all. Or her. No. And so... No. Okay. They're, each, they're each holding on for their each individual reasons, but right. it's not serving either one of them. No. But they each are, like, hanging on tight to each other for reasons that are... I think when you me. get to that point in a relationship... Yeah. It's irrefutable. Like, you took a step back and you looked at it on the outside looking in. You... But of course, looking in, we're, we have the, uh, the great way of being able to watch this from the outside. Sure. If those two are really in this relationship, you wouldn't, they would just not be able to. It's very different when you're in it versus watching it. Correct. And so by, I mean, we could apply this to real life where you've got friends right in front of you that are in toxic, horrible yes terrible relationships and you're like why don't you get out and they're like oh god in the thick of it it's not so easy it's exactly how it is but it's it's really challenging because when you care for somebody you know as a friend and you see them essentially imploding in one of these kinds of relationships exactly and you're like it's so plain like where is this conflict coming from but um you know when you're in the throes of it all it's very different when it's you versus watching it from afar it's a completely different thing it's a different feeling it's a different everything's different i feel like the breakup is impending and i just (laughs) wonder how how it would play out because i think there's i feel like and i i have no foreshadowing here except for the fact that i feel like i feel like he's gonna let piper go i don't know if piper's gonna be the one i know you know but um (laughs) in my opinion if i was gonna write this if i was gonna write this I think he should be the one to let Piper go. I think he would need to be the one. I'm very interested to see what you think of what happens. Yeah, I I mean, if they have Piper let him go, I think she's going to miss out on a great lesson about herself. I think she needs to feel the heartbreak of Dan letting her go. Mm. And I know that you've got some feelings about that. but There's a whole lot coming in the whole Dan Leo world. Really? I just, I feel like... You have a lot more to go. I want to say that Dan should do that because Dan is spinning out. I feel like part of me He's going crazy. Yes, yes, Literally, that's that's what it is. He's literally losing his mind. 
I, mean, I get it. Like, but he's literally losing his mind. I right would now. like to see that. Like, I would like to see this good guy come out the good guy by taking care of himself and his heart. So maybe I'm like this like man empathizer. I don't know, but you know, all of his. I really feel like all of this is because this is a bad fit for him. And so if I was gonna write Dan's story. You know, Piper has somebody that she loves, obviously, and it's mm-hmm. deep in her heart, and she has to she has to connect with that. But right now, for him and his self preservation and his mm-hmm. dignity and mm-hmm. the man that he is and strives to be, he needs to be the one to let her go. Yeah. This is how I would write it, but I don't think that I might be. You know, I, so far my streak with uh, charm. <laughs> what a I question. like to throw you off. I think. Anyway. You're, you're very good at figuring something out. Other things, not as much. <laughs> no, because I'm stubborn in my ideals, I think. <laughs> because now I do feel like I'm so... And I'm still frustrated with Dan. I'm still frustrated with his character. I'm still disappointed in him. You know, but I see the outside for... I mean, it really is him hurting himself in this mm. whole... He's just mm. too into this yeah. expectations of Piper. Yeah. You can't have a relationship like that where you have these expectations that supersede oh, yeah. what's has, really there. That's the thing. He has expectations of her and not necessarily who she really is. Right. And where they're but really again, at. But does he really know her? But again, he doesn't really know who she really is. So I think it's just a whole messy. Again, yes. But <laughs> There's just no good. Yeah. It's just a mess. Like, it's definitely a mess. When you're totally in your own head and you have nothing else that's actually reinforcing that in reality, that that's a bad, yeah. that's a bad romance. It, you got to get out of that. Yeah. Go Gaga. You know? <laughs> Go Gaga. It's true though. It's so it, it's, bad. There's a lot going. That guy would be overthinking anonymous right now. Like he totally. would be completely in his own head. Like what? Oh my like, God. You can't, his head would be such a scary place to be. I feel like. As an aside, is there an overthinkers anonymous? I need to work those. <laughs> I feel like there should be. I really. know. Like, I, really I feel know. like. That's a thing that a lot of people struggle with. So I think there should be. I think it should just be Seriously. right up there with. What's well, the whole thing is we don't have enough mental health support in this in this world. But that would be a great. I think that that falls along with that. That would be amazing. That would be. Yeah. That would be something like that like kids addiction. need to learn in high school. Can you imagine to like as a kid be taught like how to deal with overthinking? Would be because overthinking just dominates so many people's like lives. So, so that would be an amazing skill to have. There's so many skills that would be great to have as a kid. Education always focuses just on like academics and not so much like Are you saying that health, mental health? We're gonna we're gonna sign a petition to veto algebra that nobody uses unless you're an engineer. Yeah. But use overthinking anonymous steps, twelve like, steps. There's yes. so many things I think I could have been really benefited from in school. I think so. Like those the like core life skills. Yeah. I think high school should change. Like a lot. There needs to be a lot more. We had a class in high school that was called College Survival, yeah. which I thought was a really great class mm-hmm. because they it wasn't just like how to study. They delved into like eating disorders and like drugs and alcohol. They delved into like stress management. They delved into all that stuff. So I thought that class... And it was not until my senior year. How helpful would that have been really? earlier to delve into all that sure. stuff? It was. I think that was one of the best classes I've ever taken. Just and it was our class was actually taught by somebody that was pretty young. Like she was twenty five, so she was right in the pretty much in the midst of it. Like she had just gone through a lot of the stuff. Like it was an amazing class. Like I think that should be offered at a younger age everywhere. 
NPR has a great series, The Life Kit. Have you heard it? Uh-uh. Oh my goodness. I mean, anybody that has somebody in their life that's like high school aged or early 20s, they need to listen to the NPR Life Kit series oh, because finance, relationships, first loves, yeah. broken heart, depression, academic uh, struggles, deadlines, work, uh, interviews. Yeah, exactly. Like all, that all of these things where like, you know, you're at this point where like you're coming of age and you're, you're in the midst of all of these huge major life things it's all covered in npr's life kit i love it that sounds amazing and i'm like so past all that but you know as a parent when you sit there and you try to like communicate these things to because i like to keep it real my kids are young Mm -hmm. but i do like to keep it real it's important you have to my mom was one of those that was like life unfiltered we had to deal with like real life stuff and so she didn't sugarcoat it at all and i'm so grateful for it yeah but you know, for me with the kids, like, I struggle because... I mean, at a certain age, I feel like some stuff can be too scary for a certain age. Sure. Like, because then it, it can traumatize you in other... Like, instead of being, like, prepared for it, it can also, trauma, like, scare you too, right? So it becomes sure. more of, like... So I think there's a delicate line. I mean, gosh, I don't have kids, but I feel like age-wise, it'd be a delicate line, right? Nicholas, I told you, he's, like, the hopeless romantic. He has his mom's heart. He wears <laughs> it on his sleeve. He's... There's a girl in his class that he likes so much. So, so She's much. Cute. And so now he asked me he's like mom i want to ask her to be my girlfriend and i'm like no you know but then like i mean what do you do like i'm so i've got some friends that are like oh it's like a middle school thing it's not a big deal you know let them learn about makeups up makeups and breakups and the other part of me is like no i want him to like focus and realize that this is just like a like an infatuation and friendship yeah but those things don't that's the thing about feelings though they don't go away like you have to do something with them and then if i'm like no you can't go out quote out with her you know, then he's going to feel like I'm not like on his Is that still the term side. going out? Yeah. He's like, he's like, mom, I want to ask her out. Okay. And I'm like, ah! No. I didn't know if the term had changed because yeah. when, when I was a kid, it was going, ask someone to go out with you. And I didn't know if that was still a thing. Is it still the term? It's still the term. Oh, wow. Yeah, that hasn't changed. Like, Interesting. You know, now, never mind that she's not Armenian. <laughs> well, that's what I'm thinking of. She is very, very, uh, very blonde. Yeah, she's very cute. She's very cute. <laughs> But, I mean, her family's from Chicago, so there is something well, going go. for her. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, from the north suburbs, hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I but, mean, there is that. So, but, culture. yes, but, 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 you know, I don't, so I don't know how to handle this, right? Oh. And, like, summer break is almost here, and they text, you oh, know. They so they're text. never going to see each uh. other. But is it a mom trying to protect a... A son from a potentially yeah, broken heart. Yeah. I don't know I what think to it say. Is. I feel like I don't know. So I've I'm not tabled great it. At the whole dating. I don't know no, what to I've, say about that. But I have no skills in that matter. So. I've completely tabled it. I'm like, hey, you guys want to go to Wet and Wild? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Season passes. Let's but he's go. With her, so oh, I don't think it's going away. It's not. It's not. I'm. I'm completely avoiding it. Like, eh, <laughs> why? So or like, would they hang out? Like, if I, you said yes, like, I don't know what. I don't. When I was 13 year old, going out with someone meant literally you're like supposedly dating, but you still never really saw each other other than at school. Like, it's not like. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what it is nowadays. I don't know if that's different. It's weird. It's I don't weird. Know what, it's weird to me. 
you know? Because all this texting and all that stuff didn't exist when I was a kid, so I don't know. He follows her on TikTok. Oh, yeah. So none of that existed. Like, all the social media didn't. Like, I don't, it's very, I don't know. I barely knew, well, again, okay, not even barely. I didn't know how dating worked then. I definitely don't know how it works now for kids. I just want to be like, honey, she's going to be a disappointment in your life. Do you really (laughs) want to waste your time? I mean, there definitely is a shelf life to this. It's not going to go anywhere. Do you really want to? You can give him the thing, like, hey, it's you're young and things are going to change and people change and as you grow you're not going to be the same person so it's probably not going to last but like I think you can say that to him but I don't Maybe. think you can stop him from I don't know like I just doing want to be it. like I only approve to this extent and then after <laughs> that no no mom that's an ardent no 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 I don't think you can stop it though it's weird. You it's like a weird oh. thing. I don't know. I don't have kids for multiple know. reasons, so I just, this all that all stresses me out. I don't know. I, I'm trying to help, but mm. I don't. I don't know what to do with him. So oh. we're gonna take him out on a beach day, and maybe I'll <laughs> <laughs> see some other girl and I'll turn into something else. I don't know. Not to make him that guy either. But like, there's plenty of fish in the sea. Yeah, don't make him that guy. <laughs> I don't make him that guy don't either. Make him that but guy. I don't know. So there's any ideas on how to handle the little yeah. little heart. Hearts young for Nick. Teen, young teen feelings. 13, going into eighth grade, and he's like, ah, oh, girls, girls, girls. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no. <laughs> Definitely hit that age. Oh, gosh. I don't know. I, I got nothing for you, but I'm just telling you what I think as remembering my 13 year old self. Well, I'm going to tell him, don't be like Dan. Ever. And don't be like Leo. Ever. <laughs> and don't be, be like Andy. Ever. <laughs> don't be like any charmed man. Ever. Ever. <laughs> no one wins. No one wins. No one wins. <laughs> no charmed man wins. I just can't see Nicholas with a broken heart. Mm, I can't. They're all going to have it at some point in their I life. know. But he's just such a sweet kid. Mm, I just can't. Oh my God. Any girl. <gasps> That breaks my son's that heart. That girl's gonna be the enemy. Oh my enemy god! Enemy number one, 100. Oh, oh god! I'm already overthinking <laughs> this. <laughs> There's a lot of overthinking going on right now. You still, you need that anonymous. Yes, I do. Um, but the episode, besides like the backstory, which I didn't like at all, you know, I think it is a like you said, a big turning point for the characters, and I'm curious to see how this plays out, especially with Dan and Leo. I, I see that both of these men are good men on yes, the inside. I think they're both good men. And they'd probably be like the type to like shake hands and be like, you know, it's just be the bigger guy. I but this this situation, this storyline is just bringing yeah. out the worst in them. Yes. And I don't I think like it. Would it. Bring out the, literally, I think this setup would bring out the worst in anyone. I, think I agree. I just don't I agree. think it's a good equation for anything yes. real well. So these two guys it's I think messy. that could normally like shake hands and just be like, you know, bigger guy uh, handling it as in a bigger person just can't because, well, I'm going to say it. I don't like the direction that the writers are taking it. And I don't like the way that they're making Piper seem like she's, uh, I don't know how to put it. Like she's not being authentic. No, she's not. So that's, what's bugging me. She's not being authentic at not all. at all. And especially at the end when she imagines in her head that she's kissing him after reading yeah. that, that's not, and then she leaves and goes out to dinner with mm-hmm. Dan. Like, that's not authentic at all. Yep. Not okay. good. Alrighty then. Uh, so there's my violin. I'm sad now. <laughs> well, I'm never going to start your day like this. Yeah, I'm going to go home and try to brainwash my son into just not liking <laughs> this girl. <laughs> Waiting until he's like 16 or 18 to discover girls. It's Don't not going to happen. No, I won't. All right. Well, that's the end of that, of that episode. And on to more 
love triangle stuff coming up. Oh my god, my heart can't handle it. I know, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Crazy. I'm not sure why I love this season so much, but it's fine. It's all good. Uh, just no more animals, I hope. <laughs> no more animal men. No more animal men? No. No oh, more animal fortunately. men. I had to think back on that, but no, no more. No, well, I seriously couldn't handle kind it. Kind of animal men, but like, wait, not oh, yet. But gosh. long, longer. Really? Even wilder. It's different, though. It's different. It's not like this. I like how we both thought the St. Bernard was Leo. <laughs> <laughs> Where is that? We were looking at the St. Bernard behind the bar. I was like, I feel like that'd be Leo. You're like, me too. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, we're both we're both there. Leo is a St. Bernard. Yeah, totally. <laughs> if Leo ever turned into an animal, 100%. Totally the St. Bernard. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening. Till next time. Bye-bye. Wait, the podcast is on the Anchor app, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts as Charmed and Bubbly. Like, subscribe, and rate. Follow, like, and comment on our social media on Instagram as at Charmed and Bubbly Pod and our Twitter at Charmed underscore Bubbly. We know that Charmed has a huge fan base, so we would love all of you to share your thoughts and comments on our social media. Use it as your own forum to connect to fellow fans and tell us how these episodes affected you then and now.